Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 590 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we will have music from Dark Noise. Uh, I've got a vinyl copy of their album. We'll have a couple of tracks from them and be talking to two-thirds of the band. Also, Sam Raybone joins us to have a bit of a natter about Panto because the Garrick are doing something very special, socially distanced, so you can enjoy a bit of festive spirit on stage. Back to the music, and we'll also be hearing from the far north, having a natter with Lee and Andy from the band and finding out about their latest single. On top of that, Rebecca Radlington will be talking to us about the future of food. And just as the end of dyspraxia week has passed, we'll be having a chat with Emma Scott. She's a student who suffers from dyspraxia, and we'll be talking about the way in which that affects her studies and how she gets around things to make her life as full as it should be. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the show. Garrick in Litchfield have a bit of a fantastic mini panto experience coming to their stage later on this year. Tell us more. I'm joined now by Sam Raybone. Hello. Good morning, afternoon, or good evening. I suppose it depends when you're watching, really, doesn't it? It, it does. For you, it's good morning. Yeah, How we, are we, you? we can edit that together to make whatever we want, can't we, really? That'll work. Maybe give it options. Yes. This could be a podcast <laughs> with options. <laughs> So, Sam, good to have you along, and uh, looking particularly unladylike just at the moment. Well, never ladylike, really, am I? Fat bloke in dress. That's the <laughs> tagline. So I'm just getting into the man role again. So just figuring out what the beard is and things. But I thought I'd put my festive jumper on I, for you because we are talking Christmas. So yes, Merry I, Christ- I had spotted the Christmas pudding that you are wearing, which is which is always good. So uh, this this is this is cool. I mean, obviously, difficult times. The whole of the arts sector completely under the cosh at the moment, and uh, no one really knowing where their next set of wages are coming from. But nope. little bits of of, of uh, you know of help and hope and and things coming together potentially. And obviously, government guidelines allowing socially distanced performances are a thing now. And uh, yes, this this is what we can expect. Well, hopefully, yeah, because we are putting on a socially distant, socially compliant pantomime, but we don't know that we still don't know the rules because they <laughs> haven't sent us any guidelines. And I'm watching because it's this is Sunday, and we watch. I watched Britain's Got Talent final last night, mm-hmm. and they said they were editing on the cheering and things because some people believe you're not allowed to let people make the noise, but we don't. We don't know whether that's just some Chinese whispers. Because how, how are we going to do pantomime where we have to encourage them to not boo or hiss and just sort of wave quietly and point that there's a ghost behind us or things? <laughs> so hopefully we'll get the guidelines through soon as to what we can do. Uh, but yes, good news is Litchfield Garrick is doing a socially distant pantomime. So it's going to be a small cast. Um, so we'll be sort of not fully bubbled together. We're not going to be living together like they are on the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be five of us. There'll be, I think, like one wardrobe mistress and then two stage crew. So normally backstage, there's teams of people, <laughs> yeah. uh, plus the kids, plus the dancers. Uh, so normally probably use 45 people milling around backstage for the Litchfield, more, say, the Birmingham Hippodrome. But this year, I think we're going to have maybe eight at the most backstage. And then they're going to try and keep everything very, very separate. So the front of house won't be coming backstage. Um, lights and sounds won't, we won't meet them. So they'll leave the microphones, sanitise them and everything. We collect them. 
It's and basically it's logistical nightmare. Yes. Right? I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun trying to organise this logistical nightmare. I see Castify. We're doing Jack and the Beanstalk, um, which I haven't done in a few years, which I'm very excited about. Mm. Uh, so it's gonna be me. Um, and then four other people, and I can't tell you who they are yet. Maybe this time next week we can redo this, and I can tell you who they are. Okay, because well, we, we know we know who they are, but they're not um, they're not announced yet. Well, so I'm looking forward to the press event. However, that's going to work because if uh, we come along, I'm going to have to stand a long way away from you. Have a bag on my head or something. Uh, which... Well, you normally stand a long way away from us anyway, with all your all your cameras and distance. You've been practicing social distance for ages with your camera setup. This is part of having no friends as well. But there we go. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 I'm looking forward to that. So we'll do the the actual reveal when the the, the press event takes place, and uh, we'll look out for news in the meantime. But yes. I mean, it, it's exciting to have something, though, isn't it? And, I, and even though it, you may be small on numbers on stage, the fun is going to be you know, cranked up to 110. Oh. percent so it's a Paul Hendy script again. So we're going to be doing um, Evolution, who done the past, well, since I've been at Lynchfield Garrick. So it's one of his scripts. Um, and it scares me slightly because his scripts are fast paced and mad as it is. And now we're condensing one of his scripts into, I think it's just going to be over an hour. So it'll be like a, um, a normal act one length. Um, so between an hour and five and an hour and 10, hopefully. Mm. So we're going to get the whole story of Jack and the Beanstalk with Paul Hendy's scripts, all of his jokes, I believe, I mean, I'd be very upset if there isn't, we'll have a cart routine because what would be an evolution yeah. pantomime yeah. without a cart routine? It works. Um, how many puns can we get in this year and what are the puns going to be about, more to the point? <laughs> um, I, I'd, I'd, I'd need to talk to Paul about this because are we going to do traditional? Are we going to be doing like the Jack and the Beanstalk farmyard puns, or cows, cheese, vegetables, something like that? Or are we going to go modern and go down the socially distant COVID pun route? Um, I hope not. I don't think I want to talk about COVID. Anymore. I just want to do panto and enjoy it. Maybe a couple of references to COVID. But I think we just need to forget about it for an hour. Come yeah. to the theatre and forget about it for an hour. So as I say, it's going to be one act. Um, and we're spreading, I think, looking at the schedule, it, it looks mad. But it's not really that mad. Uh, because we're going to be doing three shows a day. Mm -hmm. But every single day but because it's only just over an hour it's actually it sort of works out to being about the same amount of work as two one act, uh, as two two act pantomimes uh, but it's spread out more so we're going to be in the theater for longer but it means that the auditorium is going to have chance to be cleaned um you've got yeah people chance to get in and out so that you won't be crossing over with the people coming out and going in whereas before um, if a show was coming down at 5.30, people would be leaving as the next shows were coming in. So that won't be happening this year. Mm -hmm. um, so if, you, if you're if trying to come and you're a bit worried about it, go on the, go online, look at the Garrick website, because you can see the ticket grids and you'll see that if you book a, a two seats together, you'll be nowhere else near you. Um, so I think there's groups of two, three... Uh, four, five, and six. You can book up to six people, but they have to be the six people that you're either bubbling with, living with. Um, so yeah, I think that's the general idea. Um, mm -hmm. Some places are doing the grids where it doesn't look like that's happening. However, I can assure you the theatres are doing it. Uh, so if, if it looks like the whole theatre is free, it's not. When you book two seats together, it maps out all the seats around you, which you can't book. So although you think, oh God, they're not doing social distancing, they are. They're their computer system works very different to how the Garrick one is. It depends, it depends on how you see it. That's that's what counts. And, yeah. And I think the thing is, it's it's like it's it's on stage. He's behind you uh, in the auditorium. He's not. It's going to be a good distance away. 
<laughs> very, very much so. Uh, but that's good. It means you can feel safe because a lot of people do feel nervous but still want to come out. Mm -hmm. um, and they want to do things with their families. People just want to escape for a couple of hours. And hopefully we can bring that to you. As long touch wood, touch everything now, touch that wood, touch your table. Oh, sorry. Just, touch touch it. Thank you. As long <laughs> as we don't get another major lockdown, we are doing this pantomime. Karen, uh, the chief executive of Litchfield Garrick, is determined to bring some Christmas magic. No matter what happens, as long as we can legally do it, Karen will make it happen, which is amazing because she really wants to make people's Christmases again. Um, but I don't know whether you've seen, she's also doing a, she's doing another two shows in the theatre. I say two shows, she's doing one other show and also good news because I don't think he's doing that much this year. The big man himself will be in the theatre for a few selected dates. You can book your tickets to come and see Father Christmas. Wow, that's cool. I mean, I mean, he's going to be yeah really busy trying to socially distance whilst delivering presents on the 24th of December. How that is going to work, I do not know. Well, I, I don't know whether you saw it. I, I found out because Father Christmas did an interview with Eamon Holmes on this morning. Right. And because he comes down the chimney, he's not coming through the door, so nobody has touched anything that he's coming down, and he only arrives while you're asleep, so everybody will be upstairs. He's social distance, two metres away, and he's got, now, this is his good stuff, he's got his sanitizer. So he gives himself a little spray every time he goes in with his sanitizer. Oh, that, that's, um, that's quality. I, um, I, I expect nothing less, but that is amazing. Uh, so, but uh, he, did, he did say, and I think this is very, very important for everybody to think about, because of social distancing and because of, because of COVID and everything had to stop for a while, his elves are literally working tirelessly now, but they're, they're six months behind. Ah. So some people... You might not get as many presents as you normally would get, but if you get one, it's amazing. So you probably don't ask for as much as you used to ask because, well, Santa's very, very busy. And yeah. the elves are working tirelessly. So you might not get as much as you normally get. So just bear that in mind because they are working super, super hard. Okay, well, we will do that. We can also check out the uh, the website of the Garrick to uh, get all the details. What is that then, please, Sam? It's a very good question, and I believe it is www. <laughs> I'm going to double check this because you've thrown this on me, and you always do the website. I know, but uh, on this occasion, what? I thought you were prepared. Well, you didn't tell me to prepare anything. I must still <laughs> turn up and talk. When, when was the last time you couldn't ad lib your way out of anything? Well, I'm, 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 I'm just going on the website now. Yeah. Enter site. You have to enter the site because it gives you all the. It is lichfieldgaring.com. I wanted to check it was .com and not .co.uk. I thought it was .com to be fair, but I wasn't. Yeah. Really so, yeah, do, do me the phone number as well. That's a very good question. Oh one five four three four one two one two one. That's oh one five four three four one two one two one. And oh. I'm very much hoping that there'll be some sort of press event. Um, uh, nibbles are probably out this year, but some sort of press event when I can come along and have a chat with you oh. and and your cast about what's happening. Don't ruin it. It's the only reason I turn up for these press events is the nibbles. I'm going to be disappointed for the whole run here, aren't I? No nibbles. No, uh, no we are going to have, we've got to have a press day because we've got to tell everybody what's going on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is good news. It's, there's selected theatres. I mean, there's, I think it's 25% of pantos that would normally happen are happening. But with yeah. social distancing. Yeah, in a new form. So it's a, it's a very, very small number. Normally there's about 280 and this year, I think we've just topped 70. So, so we're missing that over 200 theatres are missing out. Um, you've got the new announcement about the Palladium and a few others, which we're still all over the place. We don't really know what's going on there. But, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's good news for some of the theatres that they may still get some former show as well. Yeah. 
and uh, once we've got more clarity, things may happen quickly. I think the, 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 the good thing about panto is normally a short rehearsal time because you do some of your rehearsal during the matinee when you're going on in the night. So you say you say it's a short rehear rehearsal time. That's not the issue. The issue for us is everything else. It's <laughs> over a year's worth of planning. Normally, we know what the title is before we even start uh, the previous year. Yeah, we've cast. I'd say fifty percent of our principal cast before March. We've had costume fittings before the summer. Normally during the summer, we're planning a press launch. Uh, the script is being written pre-summer and then tweaked over the summer. Uh, sets are being repainted. Costumes are being refitted. So much happens that we now missed out on. So although they might go, yeah, we can do it, it gives people no time, unless they started planning like Glitchfield has and a few yeah, other mm -hmm. venues, it gives them no time. It's going to be a struggle, but hopefully... Um, if they do give us the go-ahead, some people can do something. Uh, like uh, the Blackpool Grand with a good friend of ours, Steve Royal. They're doing a pantomonium show, so Steve Royal and a few of his friends are going to be doing a different kind of panto up there, which I'm very excited about, because Steve Royal is hilarious. So things around the country to take part in. Literal Garrick looks to be our closest panto on, the, on that sort of size stage at the moment, and uh, which means that you've got a great opportunity. It's a fantastically large auditorium, so you can still get a fair few people in social distance in there as well, which will be the nice thing too. And uh, a great chance to put loads of fun into Christmas and uh, have a fantastic time. And I mean, you're the man with the jumpers, the wigs, uh, plenty of makeup, essential for makeup. And, uh, and, a, shade, and a razor for Christmas. Yeah. I'll have one of those handy. But so, I'm just, I haven't had to work since January, so I've let it go. <laughs> I have trimmed it a few times, though. This isn't, this isn't nearly a year's growth. I do grow more. Although, I've got three brothers. I'm the only person, weirdly, so I'm the only person dressed up as a woman. And I'm the only person that can grow a beard, which, who knows? There you go. The genetics are a peculiar thing, <laughs> as, as often as your stage act. We shall look forward to seeing you do your magic on stage at the Garrick. LitchfieldGarrick.com is where you can find out all the details and look out for those other Christmas events. And I very much look forward to seeing you socially distance at a press launch in the not-too-distant future. Yes. Have you got the dates? Do you know when we're doing it? I, I have no I, idea. I, I actually think I can remember this one. Uh, we open on the 18th of December and yep. we close on the 3rd of January. So it's a lot shorter, but we're compacting loads of shows in just for the Christmas holiday period. So as I say, I think pretty much for the whole thing, except for that first the first Thursday, it's three shows a day. So plenty of chances to see it. I think they're like 11, 2 and 7 or 11, 3 and 7, something like that. Uh, but loads of chances to come and see us and loads of chances to escape what has been. Jason, what can we say about this year? What, what would you describe in one word this year has been? A totally... I, 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 I can't think of anything that, that I can actually say in these circumstances. Not, I was going to I, I, say pants. Pants. Pants, pants. pants works. <laughs> yeah, we can go with pants. But, uh, yeah, somebody wearing big bloomers as his pants at Christmas will be uh, Sam Raybone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
Yeah, We're doing pretty good. well. Enjoying the uh, the time of music making in lockdown at the moment. Well, yeah, this is it. And uh, with the things coming and going when it uh, it, it goes to the, the regulations uh, surrounding us at the moment, you never know when you're going to be locked up with those keyboards next to you, Steve. No, that's right, yeah. Well, we were <laughs> exactly. planning quite a few uh, live get-togethers in the coming months, and we've just had to cancel them all, so... Uh, <laughs> Well, you never know. There could be a massive Zoom gig with thousands of followers. Uh, you could be picked up by one of these national sponsors. So who knows? But see, it's a the, nice thought. It is. Now, the album, Pictures in Electronic Sounds. Now, this, this is my vinyl copy. I mean, it's real vinyl. Just, just to prove the point, uh, I'll, I'll take it out the sleeve and wave it at people. Uh, and this is a, a, a good weight, product, proper quality vinyl product. But this is limited edition. This is, this is for friends and family, isn't it? Very much so, yeah. Uh, it was really just a little bit of... Um... Uh, something we we've always wanted to do. We'll we've never done it before. We'll probably never do it again. Yeah. Uh, but we just wanted something like that uh, as, as old school to actually uh, hold, and we're very pleased with the results. It, it was one of the key key items on the bucket list, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks good, and we know the music sounds good because we've heard, already heard some of it. And uh, you're streaming this as well. So, so Kev, where where does that all happen to begin with? Absolutely everywhere in the world. <laughs> so I think it's Spotify. Amazon Music, uh, YouTube, just about everywhere and anywhere you can pick at, at up each of the individual 10 tracks. So, yeah. And, and Steve, are we expecting some sort of video with, uh, once you are allowed out and about, you guys stood on uh, in front of some meaningful architecture? And we've got, we've got all sorts of pictures uh, on the, the album sleeve. Uh, there's, I see uh, there's, uh, there's, there's metal work there. It, it's, it's, it's proper full-on sort of a kind of 80s grunge vibe on the pictures yeah there's a bit of a hidden connection in those photographs actually because a lot of those photographs are taken around south liverpool where i live uh in areas where the beatles used to hang around so uh, we wanted to have that musical connection because i live around the corner from john lennon's house mendix mm -hmm. Uh, and so we, we did a lot of walking around there, taking those kind of photos, and those were the few that were selected for the album. Yeah. But yeah, we will be doing a video. Um, we, we have got a video man set up and planned, but God knows when. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all in the timing at the minute. But I think familiarity with the music before all that happens isn't necessarily a bad thing. And uh, it's, when it comes down to the songs that we got on here, I mean, we took, we took in full, full album length. I quite like the fact that uh, we, we've got five tracks on, uh, on, on each side on the vinyl copy and if you're streaming yeah. as well obviously that's uh, that's all available to you uh you can't can't really hide easter eggs on these things though can you whereas you can online so there, there'll be extra stuff which is available via the internet yeah i think uh i think for us it, it really was uh it started in south south liverpool three years ago uh after we'd um uh, done a lot of retro stuff we decided to go back to what we were doing in the early 80s as friends and uh, yeah, it's been a labour of love over the last three years in between working and doing everything else that we actually do in life. Uh, so to actually have something like that, it really, really feels uh, great. I think the video is a great point. Um, there's a guy named, Steve mentioned him, there's a guy named uh, Nathan Lloyd, uh, who's a, a Wolver, the Wolves blogger, as I understand it, who's a good friend of the band and uh, yeah we're certainly looking at storyboards and various things to actually do with that i think as well as various gigs uh next year and yeah i think on the on the internet uh, my daughter's done some stuff i think uh, various other bands that we're aware of have done stuff online so uh, yeah that, that's something that remotely we might uh, want, want to have a think about at some point 
but I mean, this 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 music you say it is a labour of love, and things mm. sort of happened around the the fiftieth. There was the big gig then. Uh, there was the, uh, the I remember the magazine because I unfortunately couldn't get to the gig itself as I was working somewhere. Uh, but uh, it it is really it's a it's a sound that's been created from your youth, but sort of grown with you as well. And, and Steve, do you think that uh, uh, you're happy with how it's matured over the years? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I say, this album came out of just a, a whole melting pot of ideas, you know, that um, each of us were bringing to the party. And uh, it, it's it's kind of completely different to how I expected it to come out, I have to say, but very, very pleased with what we got in the end. So, um, I, I think we want, we were trying for a strong theme, but we didn't really know how to do that. And, and the fusion of all our ideas has somehow managed to come out with something that I'd say is a fairly strong theme. So. Okay, and we must mention your absentee member at the moment, couldn't join us for this chat, but uh, Kev, uh, give us the, the full rundown of the band and, and the roles that you have in it. Yes, yeah, so I'm the uh, vocalist uh, and I just like performing, getting up there out out at front. Uh, the other two guys, Steve, very quiet, you know, he, he never says anything. <laughs> Unassuming. Uh, yeah, oh, and, uh, and Mark as well, they... Uh, uh, they both play synthesizers when we're actually live, but I think it really is quite a fusion. I think of the uh, of the three of us. I tend to write or, or have initial thought in terms of the words. These guys do all of the sounds that actually go along with that. Um, and I think Mark is really, really good on the technical side of things. And then Steve pretty much produces the whole stuff. So, so it really is um, something that we actually do, that we love doing. And none of us actually get in each other's way if that makes sense. So, you know, I haven't got two guys jumping in front of me wanting to be the person who performs, and I don't want to do anything with regards to the production side of things. <laughs> but I like to get involved in the in listening to it, but as for the synthesizer, nightmare. Sorry, Steve. I'm surprised how little we argue, actually. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Especially after all the years that you've known each other as well. Indeed, after 30-odd years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's probably worth mentioning as well. Lockdown's given us a good opportunity as well, because uh, I'm sure Steve will have a word or two on that. I think in terms of the themes, the um, the, the stuff we've actually got, we're actually now working on uh, album two, uh, and there's a lot of good ideas uh, in terms of stuff that that looks like. It's still at a very early formative stage but what we actually need to do is get into into a room but i don't know probably was it was it last saturday steve i think we were, we must have had about uh 20 30 40 different ideas that we're work working through writing words pulling different tunes together um but having a whale of a time mm. and spending this time in lockdown really really well we you know we, we're really really lucky and, to and have that this is something we yeah with the technology you know with zoom and facetime and all that you can actually yeah. do that together you know you can actually play ideas to each other over the video and uh, get commentary and that really helps to continue the composing um, you know methodology even without being together so that's great great that the technology is there to help us so i mean this is a, it's a real release on all the streaming services a bit of vanity yep. vinyl which is never hurt anybody i think that's all good uh, so, <laughs> so, so next time around can we expect the cassette is that is that what we're looking at here Great idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we look forward Why to not? a fully packaged cassette tape, then maybe mm. build up to CD in about another 10, 15 years' time, yeah. uh, just so we get a sort of timeline of music. Uh, I mean, we could have gone to Cylinder, but I think that's maybe re regressing a little bit too far, and you only get two and a half minutes on one of those things. So uh, that's not... Or even an 8-track. Oh, an 8-track. That's so 70s. Maybe that is the next thing that you do. Uh, um, I mean, the music's great. Loving it. Have, have each of you got a favourite track? Kev, you can go first. 
Oh, God, it really does feel like each of these tracks are actually a child of ours. So definitely you have a favourite, then that's how it works. You've always got a favourite child, whatever anybody says. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it changes from day to day. I think uh, one of the slow tracks, I think it's track nine, is Turning World. Uh, tends to be uh, where I'm actually at at the moment. And, and, and it's like all these things that tend to evolve, what we put on the vinyl, what, what is out on streaming. I'd love just to do a piano version of it live. That'd probably be mine. Okay, Steve? I'd say for me, it's a track called See You Tomorrow, um, mm. which is one of the sort of more upbeat tracks, but it's just jam-packed with juicy synthesizer sounds, which is just the kind of stuff I love. So, <laughs> and it's, it's got quite a good hook to it as well, quite a catchy hook. So. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, who's head of giving Thank web you. details? I think you literally just type in dark noise uh, into uh, Google mm -hmm. and, uh, and it comes up. And on the, on the vinyl, we have, we have a zero. Um, is, there, is it uh, it's a proper O on the... Uh, uh, on the on the actual yeah. website itself, isn't it? So it's a proper O, yes. yes. Yeah. That was yeah. just a bit of uh, a bit of fun logo icon yeah. playing around in the artwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, what you're looking for. Dark noise. Uh, track the music down. Enjoy it just as much as these guys have producing it. And uh, we look forward to that. I mean, a difficult second album potentially. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. one's taken thirty years, so who knows when we'll see that one. <laughs> It'll yeah, be much no, quicker, the, the, I think. <laughs> definitely, yeah. The, the, there's a system, there's a process, and the, the, there's a massive willingness, yeah. I think, for both of us to, whether it's an EP uh, or, or whether it's five or six tracks, who knows? But it really is to, to, to add to the live stuff that we actually want to do moving forward. Yeah. So, so cassette single, uh, that, that'll do the job. Right. Love that. Kevin, Steve, and Absentee Mark, thank you for joining me. Thanks a lot again, Jake. You take, take care, care, mate. Bye -bye. Thank you. Good to speak to you.
With the end of Dyspraxia Awareness Week, so somebody who can tell us a bit more about the condition because they suffer from it is Emma Scott, who joins me now. Hello. Hello. Good to, um, good to talk to you. And uh, obviously, um, an Awareness Week like this is something which must be a, a comfort to know that people are talking about the sort of things that you're going through. And uh, you're actually a, a student at the moment, aren't you? Yes, I am. So what, what are you studying? I'm studying musical theatre at Midlands Academy Musical Theatre. So M-A-M-T, as uh, it's often abbreviated to. And uh, I mean, working on the events and things at the, at the Blue Orange, um, a fantastic set of teachers. And obviously the concerns around going back to studying with the current COVID situation is already difficult enough. Adding in dyspraxia to that, that can make things rather more difficult. Yes, definitely. Um, but but it is it is supported well at that there and um, I I am good doing uh, I I do struggle with it and but I do get very good support from there as well so, so it is good. So tell us a bit about the condition itself. It's a lot talked about in the coordination issues. So um, for example, I have struggle I struggle with my balance. I struggle with my spatial awareness. I struggle with left and right, and so I put um, left and right on my thumbnails, so I know which one's left and right. It's really good, helpful thing for tip for dyspraxia about learning dancing and stuff. And I learned that recently, and I just tried it out, and it has really worked. And um, and just the one thing I do struggle with most of the time is this, like, I. Um, like the mental side of it, which doesn't get talked about enough, I think. Well, we've just had Mental Health Awareness Day as well, so uh, I mean, mm. the, these things do come together. And to to make sure you get through life, I mean, it, it must be um, sometimes it, it feels like these things are, are adding up. But to, to get through and to do as well as you do, I already know that you you're, you're somebody who doesn't let this challenge slow them down in any way. Um, you know, it, it, that that must be both difficult, but also very rewarding when you know you've got through something. Yeah, it is really got through, really rewarding. Like for example, I put a post on the other day, um, and I did my ballet bun on the on my own for the first time, and so that was really really good. Um, it's like it's, it's like small small achievements that really make a difference. I think. Yeah, and, and that's the way you have to, to look at these things. And I mean, there's, there's, there's varyings of level of dyspraxia that people uh, suffer from. And I mean, getting diagnosed in the first place must have been a, a difficult thing because it, it is one of those where you, you're not necessarily sure what you're seeing. And, and how long did that take in your youth? Um, it, it, it's, it's quite confusing because like, it wasn't... It, it, it was stated in like, I did it got it done at Aston mm -hmm. and they were doing like a little workshop on it but I'm not yeah but definitely I, I'm sure I, yeah it's good it was it was quite complicated and I have got it mm -hmm. yeah so it's 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 mm -hmm. not not a, a simple thing for your medical professionals to pick up on. Obviously, your family mm -hmm. uh, have been a massive support to you as well, and I think that's mm -hmm. the important part, isn't it? It's it's not that you, yeah. in some cases, don't want to do things or you are intentionally being clumsy or, or, or whatever. It is just part of uh, of you, and as part of you, I think it's something that should be celebrated. Yeah, definitely, and um, it's it is very very part of me. And 
there, as much as it does tr struggle with it, it does also give me some benefits. Like I find very creative workarounds and stuff like that that other people wouldn't have thought about. Mm -hmm. Like my thumbs and stuff like that. So, yeah. And with what uh, what, you, what you have to do here, I think that, again, it, it shows the measure of who you are. And, you know, obviously so some people, they're, they're not able to be as creative. They're, you know, we're not doing anybody down who, who is you know, really badly struggling and suffering and, and can't come up with answers. But it is that creativity that, that's driven you forward. And, again, this is probably one of the drivers to you, you wanting to, to work in the arts as well. So you continue that creative theme uh, in, in what you do as well as how you live. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I just really love performing. And I, I can't wait to get back to it, really. It's mm -hmm. so good. Um, and what, what is your favourite area to work into? I mean, obviously, the, the dance with the directional thing, that's something that's maybe a bit harder work, but uh, uh, singer as well, obviously? Yeah, definitely, and I do my acting as well. Um, it was My acting was one of the things that really got me into that because they really, like, they thought, they thought I was very, like, naturally, like, had a naturalistic, aspect when I did my monologue there mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I, I, do, I do enjoy my singing as well as well so it's, it's very good I mean have you, are you tempted to write music as well could that come in the future obviously uh, yeah words if you're not necessarily a musician yourself mm -hmm. definitely I think so um because I'm, I'm learning um I've I've, I've learned um cornet um I also do um I've sing obviously and then I'm learning ukulele at the moment. Two things and... which are currently lacking from the UK charts. So I think you could actually uh, bring some great music out there, spread the word mm -hmm. on dyspraxia, and have a, a, a pop uh, franchise on your hands. It's not impossible. Yeah. It is, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that could be good fun. <laughs> but again, as a, a musician on stage as well, I mean, the... the, the the industry, when it's normal, is often crying out for actor musicians. So uh, I think you've got a, a good opportunity there to be in some fantastic shows. So again, this is all about you preparing yourself for the rest of the world around you. Yeah, definitely. It's it's very it's very good. I mean, I'm looking forward to the future. I've got to admit, it's I, I I'm not going to let this um, distract me. Definitely not. Yeah. So. Uh, when it uh, when it comes down to you know the, the way you feel on a day to day basis, uh, you know what tips would you give? Obviously, you've you've already come up with the uh, the, the color coding for uh, uh, knowing where 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 you want to go next direction wise. But I mean, what what else do you do that really could help others? That do you think uh, yeah makes a bit of a difference to your day? I think one of the things I found also is like really good positive affirmation videos on on YouTube and stuff like that. So the I am, I am creative, I am um, wonderful, I am perfect, not perfect, but um, those type of videos that you can find on um, YouTube. And I listen to those sometimes at night and also just like being able to take yourself out of the room mm -hmm. and being able to like cry if you need to, because you might, because you might need to at times because Yes, it's tough because you're seeing everyone else because they've been dancing all their lives and stuff like that. But just being able to take yourself out and being like, you're doing okay is like, and doing okay is good. 
Yeah. Well, it's a, everyone knows it's okay not to be okay, but it's a bit about doing something about how you are and, and, and what it, what is there. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's about sharing a skill set, putting that out there, and even having a conversation like this and being prepared to talk about how you feel and, and how the dyspraxia affects you. I mean, that's already a, a, a massive challenge to have got over to be able to do that. And I think it, you, you, you're very much you know, representing dyspraxia. It's not something we see in, in soap operas very often in the same way as we have other conditions and, uh, and things that do pause people's lives from what is seen as normal. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, what is normal for one person is, is, is not what it is for somebody else. So you have a version of normal which uh, can be challenging, but you, you, know, you, you know how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And um, it, was, it's, it is nicer to see that dyspraxia is being talked about a lot more in the media, like in Doctor Who with Ryan and um, other, other places like on CBBC with that, um, not CBBC, the... Uh, tree food tom i think it's called oh, good. i like tree food tom yeah fan of that yeah and that's bringing dyspraxia awareness and stuff like that as well so obviously that works ongoing your work's ongoing and you will continue mm -hmm. doing what you do and enjoying it so uh, yes. uh obviously at some point we'll uh, uh yeah be seeing you on stage but i mean do, do you do mm -hmm. stuff on on youtube and things at the moment or is that something you may be looking to later on i'm definitely going to be interested in doing that type of thing yes um but not. Um, I've I've only got really a, a monologue mm -hmm. up on there now at the moment. So but, we, we um, look out for Emma Scott on there and type in monologue. Will we track you down that way? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a new YouTube channel soon. Mm -hmm. So okay. I'll I'll let you know about that. We will share that as and when it happens. But for now, um, I mean, thank you for your time. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to seeing you on stage at some uh, of the work that the Blue Orange do in the not-too-distant future, I hope. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, good luck with everything, and yeah. enjoy your musical theatre studies. Mm -hmm. it's, um, there's a panto on at the Blue Orange um, from, from the, I think it's the 24th, of no, 26th of November to the 13th of December. And you're going to be part mm -hmm. of that? Yes. Well, I'll be chatting with James all about that in the not-too-distant future, James Williams down there at the Blue Orange. And uh, I look forward to seeing you as part of that then. Emma, thank you for joining yes. us. Thank you very much. The Far North released their second single last week. It's called Runaway. To tell me more about that and their debut single and the debut album, I'm joined now by Lee and Andy. Hello. How are you, sir? Oh, good here. I trust we find you both well? Yes, indeed, yeah. Can't complain. That's the way we like it. So, uh, tell us a bit more about the, the music itself, because it's got a wide variety of influences. And to me, having heard Runaway, it just makes me feel happy, which is a good start, I think, isn't it? Ah, uh, good, yeah. Well, that's the, the you know the, one of the main uh, focal points, really. But um, for us, like, you know, I'm a massive fan of Bruce Springsteen and uh, Neil Young and City in Colour and R.E.M. and all those uh, bands. So really, we just wanted to kind of create music that was like a, a synergy of those of those bands, really. So I think 1971 era Harvest and 75 Born to Run are like my two favourite kind of eras and favourite albums. So we just wanted to make music that was that uh, was, you know, reminiscent of that, really. And whenever I listen to that music, Obviously, it always makes me feel kind of. I'm I'm just really receptive to it. You know what I mean? I just it just it's just in my heart, and mm -hmm. I I really enjoy it. So we just kind of wanted to make music in that vein. Really, obviously, I'm not saying we're 
Neil Young or Bruce Springsteen, of course, but uh, there's definitely that massive influence with uh, with the far north, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Andy, as uh, as drummer in the band, uh, it, it, it's not you're not left out. You I mean your sound really makes this music work? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do try to make something that is fun to play, but really complements the rest of the song. I don't try and detract from the song at all. So, mm-hmm. is it just the two of you? Yeah, yeah, just us two, yeah. Which is amazing with the sound that you've got there because we've got everything from piano through uh, the rest of the world of synth, with the strings in there as well, which I'm going to guess are created by your fingers too. No, no, that was um, Pete Whitfield with the Manchester Orchestra. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's all, um, that, they're all pretty organic and, you know, pretty real. Um, we used those guys on a couple of the tracks on the album. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was maybe three or four tracks. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, the album was produced by Nigel Stonier. Um, and obviously he's got, you know, real kind of pedigree within the Americana alt folk and country uh, sound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he shaped a lot of the sound of the, of the of the songs themselves and how they sound. So, I mean, yeah, primarily it is me and Andy playing most of the music, but um, Nigel plays uh, piano and bass as well on it. So, um, so, I mean, there was three of us and then obviously we hired you know, people to play the strings and uh, a few other things like the lap steel and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it is a pretty big, um, it's a pretty big sound. Well, just absolutely. For the two. That was a bit that confused me is because I, I couldn't see how you could have made it sound so big without uh, actually hiring an orchestra and you have, which is good. Yeah. And it, it, it's great to hear that sort of music. But I mean, where did the debut album come from? Is it something that you write together? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote it pretty much on my own. Um, some of the songs spill over from a band we used to be in called the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. So we were in that band for like the last 15 years, I guess. Um, and that just came to its natural conclusion. So some of the tracks, I think like Grace and Runaway, uh, This House Is Ours, were songs that I thought they were too good just to let rock, you know what I mean? I mean, I wrote them anyway in that band. So I thought, you know, maybe with Nigel's production and, and another ear, another set of ears, then we can kind of bring new life to these older songs. Um, but I think about six of the songs are, are brand new. And I just wrote them, you know, just upstairs with my acoustic guitar. And I obviously I brought them to Andy and she was, I, I always think the greatest compliment really is when she turns up at the top of the stairs and she goes, she just kind of looks around and goes, is that, is that yours or a cover? So she thinks it's a cover. <laughs> it's a keeper. So, so it's a keeper, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, she thinks it might be by someone else or whatnot else, but... And if it's if it is one of mine, I take that as a you know a really good compliment, I guess. So Andy, obviously you're listening around the house, and the music starts to emanate from the top floor of the building. Does this mean you're in yeah. the kitchen, uh, you're bashing pots and pans to work out a rhythm to go with these things as it happens? Pretty much, yeah. Like I could be sat on the couch, and I'll just suddenly like meet the TV or whatever I'm doing, and just kind of pause, and I'll just kind of come up with like a little beat on the couch or, or something. And then I might wander up and go, I like what you're doing there, maybe play it again or something. Yeah, well, your drums are upstairs as well. Yeah, we've, got yeah. the drum, we've got like a rehearsal room upstairs yeah. as well. So. I try not to play them too much while you're working on new stuff, though. It can mm. be a bit distracting, right? Yeah. yeah, so to get the tunes down first and then add the percussion afterwards. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that does help in itself develop the sound, doesn't it? And uh, as I was saying, it, it, it is something which is notable on what I've heard so far. So it, it, it must be great having that sort of partnership, being able to, to, to write the drum track and, uh, and be there from the organic start of, of the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It, yeah, yeah. Like, like I say, you know, you, you hear those songs from, from like the off, don't you? You know, you hear yeah. them from their every, inception. Every version of them, yeah. Every version, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, we, obviously we work really, really well together, you know, musically. And I just think it's not, I mean, obviously there's been a horrible lockdown where bands haven't seen each other. But for obviously me and Andy, it's a very, very different scenario. So we just kind of use the time just to practice and rehearse and, 
you know, get the, the songs, even though there's only two of us with, you know, a K-Hon or a drum kit, you know, I've got my harmonica and my acoustic guitar. We make a pretty big sound with just that, you know, so we've just kind of been um, just getting that streamlined, really, you know, mm-hmm. using the time, you know, well. And, and with the, uh, the two singles out there now, uh, what can we expect and where do we find all the music? And uh, is, is the album available as yet? No, the album's out on the 20th of November, um, Songs for Gentle Souls. And I think there might be a third single as well in the, in the new year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at the minute, obviously, it's available on, you know, all the usual suspects like Spotify and, um, you know, iTunes and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So. so check it out there. Look for the Far North and you will find more information. But uh, socials as well and a few videos to go with the tracks too? Yeah, there's a couple of videos up on uh, the Red Lantern Records uh, YouTube page. And then there is, um, I think it's the Far North Band on Instagram, the Far North Band on Twitter. And for some reason, Facebook won't let us change it, but it's the Far North Music. Don't know why. And uh, obviously, (laughs) and then there's the farnorth.co.uk. So, yeah, everything they, you know, people want to kind of find out and discover more. It's all there, you know. And uh, maybe even the, uh, the the start to some new tracks. I'm, I'm going to guess you you enjoy playing live to your audience online as well at the moment. Yeah, we have been. Yeah, during the actual lockdown, I think we went live pretty much every night for about it's 40 funny. nights. Yeah, and then we did. Um, I think the Nags Head in Manchester. We're doing some, so they kind of added our stream to that and um, a few other people. So yeah, we, we you know we got out to our audience in a, in a way we probably would have done if we were out on the road. You know, so I don't feel like. We missed out it's just that live setting really that you kind of you know you would, we're not used to not having you know but but yeah we've played so many live uh, facebook shows so uh, but it's been, it's been great really well we'll take a listen to the uh the track runaway as the current single the far north online basically search for that you'll get there and stick a was it a dot co dot uk on the end as well and you can pick up the yeah, website is, yeah. so uh well worth checking it out love the music Keep up the good work. We look forward to that album in the uh, midst of next month. But for now, Lee and Andy, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Have a good day. Begin.
of 5 through 12 year olds has revealed that 4 in 10 think we'll be eating less meat in 50 years time cheese made without milk and fake fish uh, eating habits are always interesting particularly I suppose when you're an Olympic athlete as well somebody who has uh, won more than her fair share of gold medals is Rebecca Addington OBE who joins me now to tell me more good afternoon hello so uh, obviously with, with your ever expanding family you are probably thinking about uh, this just as much as the kids are in this survey done by Sainsbury's and Lego Oh, definitely. And I think kids are really forward thinking. I think it's actually one of those that I'm thinking, God, would I have thought that at five? Would I have had that, <laughs> that kind of knowledge? So I think it's absolutely brilliant that kids are thinking that way. I think it's great that it is in our minds a lot more. Um, and the thing is, as well, the research obviously shows that I think due to obviously COVID-19 and kind of the current situation we're in, the eating habits and lifestyle choices have changed. It's, it shows that one in five children saying their attitudes have changed because of lockdown and because the result of all this and i think it's because people do want to eat healthy people do want to kind of have that knowledge and also like me i will openly my, my daughter's a bit of a fussy eater so for <laughs> me it's one of those that trying to give her that education trying to cook with her trying to do a lot more and for me these lego um, collectible cards that are available at sainsbury's have been absolutely brilliant because it is that education but it's something fun um, and just giving her that knowledge my daughter's five so she's kind of right at the cusp of, of the survey of kids that they did from five to 12 year olds so i think for me it's kind of like okay during lockdown i've tried to introduce her to more foods and i think at the start i just would put food down in front of her and she'd be like I'm not eating that, Mum. And I was <laughs> like, no. So I think it's finding different ways. So I, I do take some to the supermarket with me, and I do like kind of get her involved with things. Summer, can you pick up the broccoli? And she's like, which one's that? And she's kind of learned all about it, but also finding fun games and doing things like this. And I found the um, Lego collectible cards just such a godsend because they're fun education and she started to try a lot more food she kind of asks questions now and i just think that's what you want isn't it because i certainly didn't have that knowledge at five <laughs> no and it is a different world that we're in now obviously with the, the the concerns around the pandemic but also people are starting to think about eating more healthily to look after themselves so they're they're more able to deal with the sort of things that uh, our life and, the, and these nasty viruses in the world are throwing at us and with the uh, the concept of eating more responsibly too it is the kids who are thinking hang on we want to think about the planet so let's stop eating so many animals 
Oh, definitely. I completely agree. I mean, my daughter's so aware of that um, and kind of her knowledge on it. And they're teaching that more in schools as well, but also kind of TV shows, anything that's around them, all the games, like I said before, like everything is kind of giving them the kids a that knowledge that's just kind of to them. It seems common sense. But to us adults, we're kind of like, well, it's, it's all kind of a, a bit new and the research is just coming out and kind of we're learning a lot more. Whereas to kids, they've never known anything different but this knowledge. Um, and that's what's really great to see. And especially with, with my daughter as well, she's just, she definitely knows now, okay, we've got to eat healthy and why we eat healthy as well and that we've got to look after ourselves. It does stop you from getting ill and things like that. And I think lockdown, to be honest, really helped that with my daughter. She was able to join in with the cooking and the shopping and kind of, she even started exercising with me and doing all that sort of stuff because she kind of knows, oh, okay, we've got to do this to look after ourselves. And um, that kind of, it really gave her that that knowledge, which I'm really glad about, to be honest. And uh, with, I suppose, preparing maybe for a newborn as well, you're thinking about what you're eating too. Oh, gosh, definitely. (laughs) And I think that's really important, especially, well, for anyone right now, especially as we're heading to winter, we're definitely aware of kind of, okay, we need to boost our immune systems a little bit more and kind of looking after ourselves, especially as we head into the winter months. It's much easier in summer, isn't it? You want to eat fruit and salads all the time, whereas in winter, I'm like, oh, no, I want a pie. And yeah, I think it's very much kind of conscious, and especially when obviously you're pregnant as well, like, like myself, that you just want to eat healthy to help the baby's growth and kind of looking after yourself and everything like that. So, of course, it's massively important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this hasn't stopped you doing crazy amounts of swimming either, has it? Uh, well, no, lockdown stopped me doing that. Yeah. But no, back back in the water now, which has been amazing. <laughs> so with uh, this uh, you know, campaign that obviously is being run by Sainsbury's, uh, they've got the Lego cards back. And, and have you got favourites? Because you must enjoy collecting these as well as the kid. I'm such a big kid. I absolutely <laughs> love them. Like Summer was kind of like just really excited to open the packets and she kind of looks at the characters and stuff a lot more um, and things like that. Whereas I'm kind of like, oh, I like to tick it off at the back of the book and put them in and all that sort of stuff. So it's been really fun to do together, actually. Uh, really good fun. And she loves it. There's different games and stuff that we play as well. And I like to read a different page to her all the time. Obviously, she's not fully there with her reading herself yet. So kind of I tend to read a couple of pages to her every day when we find a new card and things like that and she's found it really interesting because there's so many different tips and stuff in the books as well so they've been great and i've absolutely loved them <laughs> well it's, it sounds like really good fun you can pick these up it's when you spend 10 quid in sainsbury's you'll get one of these uh, lego card packs but also the important thing is that survey and all the other stuff that's come out of it because we haven't even touched on the fact that these kids think we're going to be eating insects in the years to come I know they've probably been watching. I'm a, a much. Um, I'm a celeb and <laughs> all those sorts of shows. But to be honest, it's very forward thinking. I mean, why not? I think in a kid's mind, that's you kind of pick up worms. Insects are nothing to you when you're a kid, don't you? It's kind of like you you kind of fascinated by them. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, to be honest. So I think yeah, very forward thinking. Yeah, as long as we're getting good quality protein, fingers crossed, as much from plants as possible. But insects may well be on the menu too. All of this in the survey. Where can we go to? find out more information and um, we well, can go to sainsbury's in store or online as well check out the details there enjoy uh, your sainsbury's cards and uh, hopefully you'll get the full collection oh i'm nearly there i'm nearly there <laughs> that's the way you keep shopping rebecca adlington obe thank you for joining us thank you
That's it all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 591 next week. I look forward to seeing you then. So off and out. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.